0: Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset. And, you know, it's about time we bring a guest on that actually talks about what is in the title of this podcast, Mindset. I am so pumped! I have truly one of my best friends on the show today. He he doesn't even need an introduction. He is famous in every circle he's ever been in. Everyone knows who he is. He he's coveted everywhere he goes. He he's he's just unbelievable at everything he sets his mind out to. He, he's lost eighty pounds recently, and it's just it, it's it's unbelievable to watch. Um, bro, Phil Treadwell, dude. Welcome to the show.
1: Dude, I'm going to start having you be my intro man at every podcast that I'm on. I I may even just hire you for my podcast. You just intro me the whole time. Dude, that was awesome. Thank you.
0: I think I'm going to start a company just called (laughs) HypeMan.com. And uh, I'll just be people's hype man because I love it. I love hyping other people, especially when they're worthy of it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like you. For sure.
0: So, man, I'm so excited for this because you – you were literally my flagship episode. You were episode three, and uh, which is the episode we launched with, and um, always have had incredible feedback, but your life has changed a lot since then. You wore different size clothes, and you also now have a completely different outlook in, in business and the, the desires you now have to set out to kind of unlock people. And so talk about just... Up at the front of the show, like, what's changed in your life in the last year? And then we'll jump into what I really want to talk about.
1: Man, that's a loaded question. I would say almost a year ago, I turned 40. And I think that with that, uh, I was excited about it. But it also has a change of perspective, right? We talk about, you know, uh, we think our teenage years are the best years of our lives. And we're like, no, 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 our, our 20s are the best years of our lives. And all of a sudden, our 30s end up better than our 20s in different ways and so i think i just kind of looked at what i wanted in my life and my business and said not everything that i'm doing is what i want to do not all of the relationships i have in my life are the relationships i want to have in my life all the habits all the little things and just start taking a look at what i want to change what i want to keep where is it i want to be long term and then you kind of reverse engineer that and so I think it really all came down to, one of my favorite quotes is by Tony Robbins that says, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. Mm. And I've had an element of success in the mortgage business and I've done a few things here and there and had a lot of failures to go along with that. But at the end of the day, I realized that there was so many areas of my life that I wasn't fulfilled and I needed to start changing things. So I sat down with coaches and mentors and had conversations about where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And I realized that change needed to happen internally wasn't about changing jobs, it wasn't about starting new businesses, it wasn't about putting out more social media content, it was, like you said earlier, it was all about mindset. And I realized that I needed to change me, I needed to get my head right, and the longest journey that we ever take is the one between our own ears and our own minds. And uh, I realized that while I had come pretty far in that journey, I still had a long way to go. And I had some really important people in my life that helped me understand that and Called me out at the end of the day. I had uh, a couple of coaches that said, "Hey, man, you know you're you're not subscribing to your own advice. You sell the time, you know. Don't fool yourself. Don't lie to yourself." But I think there's some areas that you need to take a look at that. And so that's really where it, the genesis of it was. And then it was about just taking small steps and adding
0: to that. And a year later, everything's different. So here's what I find interesting about about the last year of your life, especially having such a close front row seat to it as. As your friend way more people set out to lose weight than actually do <laughs> way more people set out to improve their marriage than they actually do All right so it like everybody I think would come into agreement with this episode that like yeah like I want to change something but then most people go well you know it's not really that important as I thought it was so what it because you've set out to do all these things in your past, right? It's not like you got to 40 and were like, I think I want to try to lose weight for the first time ever. So, what was different this time than all the other times before? At the end of the day, anytime you set out
1: to make a change in your life, it starts with a decision. Most of the time, people think they've made the decision, but they haven't really made the decision. We have a fear of failure right academia really taught us growing up that success and failure were opposites and that success was on one side and failure was on the other and you had to look one direction or look the other and pursue that whether you knowingly did that or not and one of the things that we have to learn in life is that failure is a part of the path to success Every time we attempt to do something, we're probably going to fail, either in a big way or a small way. But those are opportunities for us to learn something. But because of that, because we're, I don't think a lot of us are afraid of failing. We're afraid of people seeing us fail. We're afraid of what will people think if I set out to do something and don't follow through with it. So we don't fully make the decision. The other part of it is it's this motivation versus drive. Mm. Motivation is a feeling. Motivation is something that we get excited after a conference. We get excited after an event or, you know, going through a coaching session or listening to one of your podcasts. But the actual way to make a real change is to truly make the decision. And then from the decision, we have to take action. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an irrevocable promise to self. It has to be non-negotiable. Whatever it is that you've decided to do, I don't care if it's lose weight, I don't care if it's to improve your business, if it's to build a business, if it's in a relationship, I don't care what it is, you first have to decide, I'm doing this. There's no turning back, it doesn't matter if I fail over and over, big or small, this is going to happen. I'm making this irrevocable promise to myself and here's all the little things that I need to do along the way to get there. So that's really what it was for me, is I'd made a lot of decisions in my life. One of them was around my health, you know, fitness and, and losing weight and things like that. This time was different because I didn't give myself an option. There wasn't an opportunity for me. It stemmed, and I've talked a lot about this lately, it's become a topic of conversation and some content and and a couple of speaking engagements. Mine's around getting up early. And I don't know why everything for me stems in starting my day early, but I think it boils down to, I don't like to get up early. I like to stay up late. I'm an eye now so for some reason that one thing because i don't want to do it because i don't like doing it is the one thing that i have to do it's the one thing that i need to do every single day so i started getting up about an hour earlier than i was used to now, I will say I cheated a little bit. I waited until it was time to roll the clocks back, right? And yeah, I got that extra smart. hour of sleep, right? You know? That's smart. Because then it, you know, that, there's that clock time. Right. But then yeah. every week or so, I would move it back 10 or 15 minutes. And I realized that all the people that were crushing it around me started early. And then it was about those daily habits, those stacking wins. And I talk about this a lot. Momentum creates motivation, Yeah, right. Motivation is okay in small spurts, but we can't rely on motivation long term. We have to rely on our drive. We have to rely on the decision that we've made. But throughout the day, those spurts of momentum, sprint to sprint is going to be good. So momentum creates and drives us with motivation. So for me, the first thing I got to do every day is get out of bed. I got to get vertical. There is no question when my alarm goes off, it's not, am I going to hit my alarm? It's not, am I going to get up? That alarm goes off. I hit my phone. I immediately get vertical. Once I'm there, I've won. I've got yeah. that win. Yep. Now, I need to go to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. I'm already tired. I didn't want to get up early. But I force myself to go to the gym. Even when I get there, every single day that I go into the gym, I'm like, I'm just going to walk on the treadmill today. I get on the treadmill for 15 minutes. I'm like, nope, I'm gonna go work out, right? It's about stacking wins. Now I'm talking about getting up and going to the gym and posting some stuff on social media whenever I'm on the treadmill, getting that workout in. But what happens is I'm now winning the day, 10 or 15 minutes at a time. And these are things that are easy to do if you've made the decision. So by the time it comes around to my business, I've already gotten a half a dozen a dozen wins under my belt. I got up, I went to the gym, I posted content, I recorded a video, I looked at my calendar and planned out my day, I, I drank water, I drank a protein shake. All these things that physiologically help me have a better mindset, I've now won. So when I go into my first client call, when I go into my first appointment, when I go to create the first real piece of business content, I'm at a place of momentum and I'm motivated to do it because I want to keep winning the day. But the Genesis of that is to make a decision where we have to kind of give ourselves some permission to fail is that sometimes you may only get two or three of those steps before you make the wrong decision. Maybe you got up and you went to the gym, but nothing else happened after that. And we have to give ourselves permission to not to be perfect. We need to give ourselves permission that we don't have to be perfect. Yeah, there's a saying that we have in and in, in with my coaching clients is it's progress, not perfection. No one's perfect. We're going to fail, but we talk to our clients, we talk to the people around us, and let them know it's okay to quote fail. It's okay not to get every single thing right. Why? Because it tells us something about ourselves. We're able to learn something the next day we figured out why we didn't do it the day before and maybe we're that much closer to making the right decision. But all of these things are mindset. We focus so much on how do I create the perfect video that we forget by the time it comes to creating the video if we feel like crap physically. That's potentially going to translate to a negative mindset or, you know, to have scarcity mindset instead of abundance mentality. We're not in that growth mode. So even if we tactically know how to do all of the things perfectly, we're not in a position to actually execute on it. So people think I talk about a lot of high-level stuff and mindset, but what I'm talking about is setting yourself up to execute on the tactics in a better way than you were ever able to before.
0: Yeah, so – with all of this right i i know that it requires a deep level of accountability yeah right so so talk about like what are all the different things you've put in place new to this season of your life that you haven't done before in relation to accountability yeah so i want to want
1: to answer that by backing up just a little bit we created m1 academy and m1 stands for mindset first I believe mindset's the most important thing because it drives our attitude and our actions. Our attitude and our actions, as you well know, are the only two things that we actually have control over. And the reason that those are most important is so much is going on in the real estate industry, in the mortgage industry, we can't control those. We can't control what happens to the companies that we work for, or the people that are on our team, or the people around us. But we can control how we respond to it. We can control the action steps that we take those two things are crucial the third piece of this is accountability yeah accountability is about holding ourselves accountable and being accountable to other people a lot of people don't like this word because it's like discipline it has this negative yeah. connotation to it when actually actually it, it frees us up to be the best version of ourself yeah. The things that I've put in place to directly answer the question, the first thing is I put it out there for the world to see. When I start taking a picture of my watch and it says, you know, 445 or 430 or 5 o'clock or whatever it says, all of a sudden, I do that a few days in a row. If I stop doing that, people are like, oh, okay, well, that was just that was just a, a couple of days. That, that's not a new habit. Right. That's not who he is. That was just something that he put on social media for the world to see. And as soon as I stopped doing it, it wasn't because I didn't get up those specific mornings, but a couple days in a row, I didn't post a picture of the gym or a picture of my watch or a picture of me with the timestamp on it. People DM to say, Hey, did you not get up this morning? Did I beat mm-hmm. you up? Right? Did, did I get up before you did and not in a competitive way, but all of a sudden because I put it out there for the world to see, I was able to create accountability with my community, with the people that were around me. The other thing is I got a new coach. My coach does not give me any leeway whatsoever, not in a bad way, but he holds me accountable to what I've said I'm going to do. See, the cool thing about accountability is you get to set the standard for what people are going to hold you accountable to. Right? Do you want to have a high standard and then have people hold you to it? Or do you want to say you have a high standard and then be mad at people and they expect that from you? Right. That's the ticket there. My coach says, listen, man, This is what you said you wanted. This is the level you say you wanted to play at. If that's the case, all this stuff needs to go away. All of these excuses. And a previous mentor used to say, any excuse will do. doesn't matter the excuse. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter the reason. They're all excuses. So you have to get that out of your lips. You've got to get it out of your mind. You've got to create an environment where you have to show up and perform, not because someone's making you do it, but because you chose, you made the decision, this is the path my life is on, and I'm going to do it, regardless of whether anybody's watching or not.
0: But when you let people watch, it creates that accountability that you have to show up. So what I find interesting, I think whenever people talk about accountability, the the, the first excuse is, well, like, I don't have an accountability partner or, or then the next one is, well, okay, Phil, like you, you got a new coach. Well, how much does he cost? Oh gosh, wow. That's expensive. I don't, you know, I don't have, uh, you know, the money for that. And I know one of the answers to this is going to be M1, which we're going to talk more about at, at the end of this episode, but what, what is a practical way for someone to listen to this episode realize they have very little accountability in their life to go find it sure
1: well i think the first part of that is you need to be very aware of your environment you can't have a positive mindset and a growth mindset and be in a negative environment and that stay around forever yeah but here's the flip side if you're of a scarcity mindset or a negative mindset or whatever you want and you purposely put yourself around people that are positive, that are growing, that are ambitious. You can't stay negative mindset forever either, right? There's a, there's another metaphor that I think Dave Ramsey uses, and he talks about uh, donkeys and thoroughbreds. And his his metaphor is around companies. If you have a company of thoroughbreds, a donkey can't hide forever. They're eventually going to to figure out who the donkey is. Yeah. And if you it's a, a company full of donkeys the thoroughbred doesn't wanna stay there. So it's the same kind of concept. You've gotta be around people that are of a like mind because the people that aren't trying to achieve at the level that you are, you're now shining a light on what they're not doing and they're not going to like that so either you're going to try to drag you down or they're going to disappear from your life i will say there's some people who i kind of felt were friends or acquaintances that were we were kind of you know running buddies if you will that i haven't really heard from because i've i've determined not in a negative way they're just not wanting to perform at the level that i want to perform and then all of a sudden there's these people that I've started to get really close with, that. I had no idea that we had as much in common as we did. So that's the first step to answer your question is be very aware of your environment. But regardless, all of us have a friend or a family member that we confide in. I don't think there's anyone listening that can't say, there's this one person, I don't have one person who I can confide in that I can share something going on with my life about, just any generic thing. So because you have someone, Go to that one person and say, This is the decision that I've made in my life. I really want to stick to it. I'm not 100% sure if I can, but I need some accountability and I'd like you to help hold me accountable. I would like you, I'm giving you permission to tell me that I'm screwing up or I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. And I may be mad in the moment, but remember this conversation that I'm asking you to do it. You can build in. Accountability. The reason people don't do that is they don't really want to be held accountable. They want to say one thing and do another. So that's the third part of this is it goes back to what we're talking about in the beginning. Are you going to use an excuse? Are you going to lie to yourself about what you actually want? Because here's the thing. If you don't want to do any better than you're doing, then this conversation is not for you. That's fine. Skip to the next episode. Actually finish the episode for Kyle's sake, but you can ignore me. Thank you. Thank you. But, the, the conversation and context is for people that are wanting to grow, that are wanting to accomplish something. And if you truly want to do that, stop saying, I can't afford a coach. I don't have an accountability partner. I don't know how to find an accountability partner. Those are all excuses. You can find someone to hold you accountable. Ask 10 people. Ask five people. I promise you someone will say yes. And honestly, if not, get on Facebook, get on Instagram, get on social media and post. I need someone to help hold me accountable and I'd like you to, you know, kind of keep it kind of quiet what I'm trying to do. DM me. Or DM Kyle. DM me. We'll hold yeah. you accountable yeah. right? in a lovingly way. But here's the thing, when you talk about a coach, a coach isn't there to make you feel good. Anybody who's played sports know a coach isn't there to be like, "Oh, it's okay. I know I told you not to take your head off the ball when you were swinging it when you were, you were at bat and I know you pulled your head off anyway. That's okay. No, he jumps your case and he kicks dirt on you and he yells at you because he expects a lot from you. That's what this is about. And again, you have to want to play at that level because that's what it takes to achieve those big things.
0: So for you to have come as far as you've come and what, I mean, in 40 years of life, what we would call a very short amount of time, it, it's had to involved like reading listening to to different podcasts. Like what has changed about your intake yeah. in the last year that's been different? Love this question. The
1: difference in this year was me understanding what I call the feedback loop. 65% of what we hear every day are our own words. So if we're saying negative things, even if we're in a positive environment, our mind hears it and it goes into our subconscious and that contributes to our mindset. And if that's, you know, hearing negative things and hearing us say negative things, that's going to create more negative things that come out of our mouth, pessimism and scarcity and all those things that none of us want to, to be like. So Whenever we start saying different things, something as simple as speaking your goals as if they've already happened and then being positive affirmations, there's a whole lot of reasons on a spiritual level, on a mental level, on a psychological level why, why positive affirmations are a positive thing. But on a very, very basic level, you hear it and that goes into your subconscious and if you say that you can turn the tide the more positive things you say the more it goes into your subconscious the more positive things come out that mixed with making sure i protected what i call my eye gate and my ear gate guys Mm -hmm. every tv show you watch is going in there everything you listen to every conversation that you overhear every podcast you listen to every you know radio station you listen to those really funny DJs, those really funny reels that come through, but they're, they're kind of trash. That's still going in. And right. I had to be super militant and protective over that in a way that I never have. I've always spoken my goals. I've always said positive affirmations. I've always listened to books and podcasts and read books at a, at a, probably a higher level than the average person. But what happened was I made sure that I was super protective of my environment. The people that I let say things to me, even people that are close to me, and I won't get into too much detail, but there's people that are very close to me that said, listen, I love you, I want you in my life, I want us to still have a good relationship, but you need to understand why I'm going to pull away. I can't talk to you as much unless you can understand what I need for my life. You say you support me, you say you want these things, you need to understand that what you're saying and what you're doing in my presence and around me is actually deterring from that. And I said it out of love. I didn't say it out of hate or disrespect, but I have to take care of me before I can take care of anybody else. And a lot of times people aren't going to like to hear that, but the people that matter won't mind that you said it, but the people that mind, are probably ones that don't matter right now. And again, sometimes those people are very, very close to
0: you. And isn't it interesting, criticism rarely comes from people ahead of you. Really, if ever. I mean, I, I, I can't recall ever being critical of someone behind me. Sure. And I think that's just, like just coming into the realization of that is, well, can be powerful, if you allow it to be and uh what's what's that what's that old that old quote of like what the the loudest booze come from the cheapest seats
1: (laughs) that's a that's a great line the thing that popped into my head is uh john maxwell what the first book i ever read of his man 22 years ago was 21 indispensable qualities of a leader it's a really small book, it's black and green. I have my original copy and I've read, you know, so many versions of it. Yeah. The first chapter is on character and it says your talent can take you where your character can't keep you. And so I agree with what you said. You'll almost never hear criticism from people that are ahead of you and that rare occasion where there's someone who's quote ahead of you, you know, maybe financially or in their business, probably isn't ahead of you mentally, and they had a specific talent, or they had maybe some luck along the way where they got ahead of you, but they won't stay there because of what John Maxwell said. Their talent took them to a place that their character can't keep them. That's why coaches and mentors are typically ahead of you. They Hmm. want to bring on those next folks. The ones that are scared of people passing them aren't a leader. They're probably middle management, right? Right. Yeah. But they're not a leader. They're not someone you need to look to. And again, find out the someone that's ahead of you that has the life you want, that has the business you want. If you'll go ask them how they did it, I guarantee they'll tell you. And if you don't yeah. have access to them, go consume their content. They're putting it out there for a reason. There's right. hundreds and thousands of hours of free content from billionaires and some of the most successful people in the world. Cause they're not worried about financial, you know, uh, they're not worried about the financial piece anymore. They're right. now focused on legacy. And to have legacy, they have to bring people along, and they'll tell you
0: exactly what they did and how they did it. It's huge. And and this is why ultimately you created M1 Academy, right, is to provide an environment for people to come alongside you as well as one another and grow and learn. And so I wanna I want to spend the rest of this episode just really unpacking We've kind of already talked about the why, but I, but I still want to ask it again, right? Because I, I just love the question. Like, because I started a coaching company recently, right? And one of our really good mutual friends, uh, Mark Perkins, <laughs> you know, he was like, bro, I'm not trying to be an a-hole, but like, I just have to ask the question. Like, There's not enough coaching companies out there. Why would you create yours? And that's a very fair question. Yeah. Uncomfortable, but it's a very fair question. And so I want to pose it to you. Because there are plenty of coaching companies out there. It's not like we're like, well, all the coaches sucked, and I just saw this moment to like not suck, and here we are. So why M1 Academy over anything else that would be available to somebody?
1: I love this question, too. The short answer is I feel like we're creating a space that most coaching companies aren't in. If you're looking for tactical mortgage and real estate coaching And I mean, all you're getting is tactics and scripts and checklists. We're probably not for you. I've spent 18 years sharpening my tactical skills in the mortgage business, and we provide a ton of tactical coaching. However, like I said earlier, we think mindset's the most important thing. And part of that that goes along with it is, in my experience, people that I have coached, because I've had people that I coach that work for me and independent coaching clients for years. What I found through that experience was that most people in mortgage and real estate know what to do. They know tactically what they should be doing to build their business. The problem is they're not doing it for some reason. Yep. A lot of times that's around mindset. We do have a health and fitness, element in our app. We provide a fitness plan that's kind of catered to maybe some goals that they have physically. We offer them a personalized nutrition plan. We offer daily habits, all that get pushed through to them on a daily basis through our app. They don't have to do that, but I do let everybody know part of the reason that I've made a lot of progress in months uh, recently is because I understood the connection between my body and my mind. It was much easier to get in a good positive mental space whenever I felt good physically. Sometimes that's as simple as drinking some extra water, adding in a little bit of protein, and going for a walk a few days a week. It can literally be that easy, or getting an extra hour of sleep. Well, Phil, you're talking about getting up early. Exactly, go to bed an hour earlier. There's nothing that's happening. You think you're being productive at 9, 10, 11, 12 o'clock. You may be getting stuff done, but is it as good as what you could be doing at noon or 2 or 10 a.m.? Probably not. That goes back to that self-awareness piece. But we created M1 Academy because we didn't feel like anyone was really taking this mental and physical connection as well as focusing on mindset. When we focus on the mindset and we figure out what it is someone is individually trying to accomplish – We can identify areas of your life that if you improve those areas of your life, all of a sudden your business skyrockets. We've had clients that realized there was a couple of toxic friendships that they had that they had no idea was putting them in a place that was making their business suffer. Mm -hmm. We've had other people that realized just some of their routine was actually bogging them down and keeping them from getting those highly uh, monetary positive activities, those ones that are profitable and only they can do the, the yellow, yellow light, red light, green light, you know, time blocking, time tracking type situation. At the end of the day, we provide a a whole business plan and very tactical coaching to all of our clients. But only when we look at through the lens of other people's business, their other people's life or, or their individual life. And I say all that to say this, a lot of coaching programs will tell you to make 40 more calls, or they'll tell you here's your 90 day burn or 90 day sprint or whatever. And those are great. If that's what you're looking for, there's a lot better coaching companies out there to do it than ours. But I don't think people need to make 50 more calls. I think they need to be more effective and efficient at the 10 calls they are making or figure out why they're not making any calls at all first. Because even if you're grinding through that 90 day burn, if you're doing it from a position of weakness and scarcity and negative mindset, you're gonna beat your head up against the wall and not get the gain the ground that you're
0: wanting to gain. So obviously, a ton of people are gonna want to sign up for M1 Academy after listening to this episode. I mean, duh, right? Absolutely, they. Um, so what what does that look like? Somebody want like, are there levels? Are there different price points? Kind of give us an overview of how we can come on board, and and then obviously, like, how to get a hold of you to have that conversation.
1: Well, I appreciate that opportunity. Right now on our coaching, there's two levels. There's premium coaching and elite coaching. And the premium coaching is more of a group coaching uh, package. You get an initial one-on-one with me where we essentially set your goals, daily habits, some of the non-negotiables, provide you a ton of resources, you get access to the app, all the stuff we were talking about. And then we have a a weekly group call for one hour that's led by me. I've got some really cool special guests coming in, Kyle included and essentially we share in the beginning and then in the latter part the kind of the last half you get to ask any question you want about life health business mindset whatever you want this is a time for people to get their questions answered build a community and get all the uh, advice answers they need that package is just a few hundred a month if you want to commit to a lot of months uh you know three six twelve we give a huge price break if you commit to more months uh, on the front end our elite coaching package gets everything that's in premium coaching, only you get a bi-weekly one-on-one. It's it's one-on-one coaching. We go a lot more in depth and really build out a business plan. It's a lot more growth focused. It's a lot more business focused uh, to and tailoring it to your specific business. That one's a little more expensive, but we same thing. We have a monthly amount and then uh, a little, uh, pr- I say little, quite a bit bigger discounts if you want to commit to three months or six months. At the end of the day, Let's have a conversation. You can go to philtrudwell.com. You can click on M1 Academy. Uh, you can go to philtrudwell.com slash coaching and see the packages in there. We also have some workshops that we do that, that focus specifically on the tactical side of it. Uh, all of that stuff's there. But at the end of the day, let's have a conversation because we don't wanna let money get in the way. We, the, that's the easiest thing to fix. If you're someone that says, hey, listen, yeah. I need elite coaching, but I'm not sure that I can afford more than premium coaching, we'll figure that out. If you're someone that needs help in their business that says, I'm not even sure where to start, let's have a conversation, we will figure it out. And I know a ton of other people that have a lot of other programs, and I am not above saying, listen, this program M1 Academy is not for you. You need to be a part of a lot of other things or here's some other things that you need to do. I know that Kyle's got Academy 18. It is an incredible program and there's a ton of people that are getting a ton of value from that. So at the end of the day, yes, we feel very strongly about what we can do for mortgage and real estate professionals, but we're not gonna profess to be the end all be all or that this is right for everyone. So instead of us trying to judge it or you trying to judge it, let's just have a conversation,
0: see if it's a fit. 100% get on board guys. I, I'm I'm jumping in, right, Phil? We've been talking. Yeah, I'm coming in in March, right? That's what I told you on the phone the other day, um, because it, you you can't sit on the front row of watching a friend's life get better and not want it for yourself, you know. And so there there's going to be a ton of people that listen to this that probably found me through you. Right. So like they know you already, but for whatever reason, have just chose not to pull the trigger probably out of fear of I've done these before and they right like, and, and so let, let's be better. Like your kids deserve the better version of you. Stacy, your wife deserves the better version of you. And, uh, and the same is true for me and, and everybody on this call. And so, uh, I'm so excited to, you know, have launched coaching programs alongside one another as we've moved into 2023 and um i'm excited to hear the the continued stories of life change that take place because of m1 academy and so bro i i'm just so grateful for you man thanks for man, I'm for sharing your for wisdom this.
1: i appreciate what you do for your audience for our industry and for me personally you've become one of my best friends like you said in the beginning uh, i love doing life with you i love the value that you offer and man you're exactly right for anybody that's listening Ed Milette says something that I think is super powerful, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal it. Do he it. says, guys, we sit here and say to our kids, you can have anything you want. You can do anything you want. And then we don't go do it ourselves. And the line that he says is, guys, your kids are going to grow up and see right through you. Mm. They're going to see you're sitting here saying one thing and doing another. Your kids, you owe it to them. And I'm not trying to pull on the heartstrings. I'm not trying to manipulate you. I'm saying if you're telling this to your kids, and then not doing it yourself, you need to ask, do you love your kids enough to set the example for them? Or are they gonna find another example that may not be the right one? That's a hard lesson I had to learn. I've got kids that have graduated high school and I have kids all the way down in middle school and they're at the season of life where they're looking for people to look up to. And I had to stop and ask myself, am I the type of man, father, person that they wanna look up to? And that's what I challenge you to do, whether it's our coaching program or another, find a coach, find a mentor, whether it's paid or not, find people in your life. They're going to help you get where you want to go so that you
0: can be the best version of yourself for those people. So good. So good. What what social platform you want people to go follow you on? I'm most accessible on Instagram. It's just
1: at Phil Treadwell, but you can find me at Phil Treadwell. on pretty much any social. I'm pretty active on all of them. Uh, but Instagram is typically where I'll, I'll respond the fastest.
0: That's where we're going. Love you, bro. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for listening guys to another episode of the social media mindset. Again, I hate to ask it, but you know, the drill, please go review this. If you are listening to this, if you're receiving value from the guests, maybe from myself, I don't know. Go put five stars wherever you listen to the podcast so that Spotify, Apple, whoever, will know that they need to put this in front of more people. And then we'll be back next week with a cool person with an even cooler story. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guests. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content, because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember you're amazing. Talk to you soon.